0: Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: Uh, A lot of talk about the NBA teams, the Orlando Magic, as a matter of fact, climbing on the bus and getting ready to head to the bubble down there in Orlando. And getting ready to head over and uh, begin their their quarantine and their practices and such. And to talk more about all of this, Ryan McDonough brought to you by Dell Technology Small Business Pod for its podcast series available right now. Radio.com forward slash Dell. Ryan, how you doing?
2: Bill, I'm doing great. It's good to be back on with you.
1: Glad to have you. And uh, with some of these teams having positive tests and some of these players now opting out, um I I guess it's it's tough to say well how different is this going to be but uh, because the whole circumstance is different how how surreal does this feel right now I guess is the best way to put it
2: it is different, Bill, and I think it'll continue to be different. Uh, the league is doing everything it can to test and retest players, coaches, and staff who are heading to Orlando. In fact, the first team planes leave for Orlando today, and then there'll be staggered arrivals over the next few days. So uh, one of the things for your listeners to, to keep an eye on, Bill, I wouldn't be shocked if there is a player that we have not heard about who uh, maybe up until recently was planning on going to Orlando who, you know, right before that team plane goes, wheels up, gets cold feet, and decides not to be on it um, given the defections that we've seen uh, so keep an eye out for that possibility um, and, and just you know today alone we, we've had a few defections uh, with Bradley Beal from the Washington Wizards and Spencer Dinwiddie from the Brooklyn Nets saying they won't be participating in the restart.
1: Uh, interesting because Brooke Lopez of the Bucs just said that he, he doesn't really have any doubts the NBA can keep everybody safe and secure despite the fact that the Bucks are among a half a dozen teams that have now closed their practice facilities. I I look. I want sports back as bad as anybody. I mean, it gives us something to talk about, and, and certainly, if they can put them all together, then we're going to have one hell of a stretch run to the 2020 year. Um, so, I guess my question also becomes: What then does the NBA do if you start to see some of the larger stars drop out because of positive tests, such as a Giannis or a LeBron or a Kawhi, and play and things like that? What is there a protocol in place, or is it just well, shrug, shrug your shoulders and so be it?
2: I imagine the league does have a protocol, Bill, but they're not sharing it publicly, and and that's a question I've been asked a lot and don't have a good answer to, and and team executives don't have a good answer to either. What is the breaking point? What is the jumping off point where the league says, you know what, we've, we've spent a lot of time and money and given our best effort, to try to play, but the virus is too transmissible, uh, it's too easily contagious, and, and you know the positive tests have gotten out of control. Um, nobody wants to address that publicly, so I, I don't think they're going to. Um, one potential solution, Bill, and, and again, in this scenario there aren't any great answers, but I thought Anthony Tolliver, who's an executive with the Players Association, had a really good idea. He mentioned it in an interview late last week. He said the league should bring a pool of free agents to Orlando, have those players practicing, uh, they'll be tested, Bill, they'll be in shape, they'll be able to work out maybe the league gives them a small stipend just to have guys in the bubble ready to go Uh, because I I think we'll all be naive if we don't think there would be more injuries and more positive COVID-19 tests especially as practices and games start in Orlando so I thought that was a really good idea by Anthony Tolliver having free agent players in the bubble who are ready to go that teams can sign and integrate into action on the fly if needed.
1: Yeah the Nets have been a team that's been pretty hard hit by all of this Um, you know again, if I'm a Nets fan, it doesn't even look like uh, a lot like the team that I thought I was going to have at the beginning of the season. You know what I mean?
2: Agreed. Agreed. And obviously that really benefits the team in your backyard, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Their first-round opponent, Bill, is going to be significantly depleted. I think what I'm fairly certain what's going to happen is the Orlando Magic, who are currently eighth, a uh, half game back of the Brooklyn Nets for seventh place. Orlando's going to move up into seventh. I, I don't see any way that um, that wouldn't happen at this point. So then in eighth, it's going to be the Brooklyn Nets and Washington Wizards uh, as, as the Bucks' potential first-round opponents. Obviously the Bucs holding strong on that one-seed line. Uh, Bill Washington is not going to have arguably their three best players. Certainly their two best mm-hmm. players in Bradley Beal and John Wall. Uh, Davis Bertans, uh, the, the, their terrific Latvian power forward, who's had a phenomenal year shooting the ball. He opted out as well. So those are arguably the three best players on the Washington Wizards bill. And then Brooklyn, um, you can make a case that you know, they're three best players as well, Uh, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Spencer Dinwiddie, who today announced he's not playing, in addition to guys like DeAndre Jordan, Wilson Chandler, and Nick Claxton. So um, I I specifically look at Brooklyn when I mention the free agent pool. And, Bill, I I think even if the league does not want to expand rosters or allow teams to sign more players than was previously agreed upon with the 17-player limit, I think they'll have to look at amending that uh, due to competitive balance, because a rested and healthy Milwaukee team against a depleted uh, either Brooklyn or Washington team in the first round of the playoffs could could get pretty ugly. Um, so I think the league should try to address that and at least let those teams have 10 or 12 healthy bodies to play the Bucks in the first round.
1: Ryan McDonough, former NBA GM and Radio.com Sports NBA Insider, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. How quickly do you feel that guys can really and truly get into game shape?
2: Well, I think it depends on, for the most part, on what they've been doing over the course of the, the hiatus for the pandemic. You know, we, we don't really know – um, to what, what extent guys have been working out or what kind of cardio shape they're in. Um, I, I think one of the challenges will be, Bill, that is that the league put restrictions in where teams were not supposed to have any group workouts, they weren't supposed to have any uh, contact, is the term in the NBA. Basically, that means you know competitive action, even just one-on-one or two-on-two. Uh, the teams weren't supposed to do any of that in market before they traveled to Orlando, which, as I mentioned, is going on right now and will continue over the next 48 hours. Um, so, you know that'll start in Orlando. Uh, I understand and why the league did that. Obviously, that's to try to mitigate the spread of the virus, um, but I, I think there will be some rust, and as I mentioned on, on your show before, I, I think uh, if there is rust, that really benefits a team like the Bucks, who have the best athlete in the game in Giannis, and I think anybody who knows Giannis or has uh, you know, spent any time around him knows that he will be in phenomenal shape. Um, and, and, you know, Giannis' ability and the Bucks' ability to get downhill and get to the free-throw line and, and on the offensive end and defensively protect the rim I think really benefits them. So, uh, look, n- none of this news is, is great for the league. As fans of the league, we want to see all the best players um, healthy and playing. But um, as things continue to unfold, especially the news today with Bradley Beal and Spencer Dinwiddie not playing, I-, I think that continues to benefit the Bucks and strengthen their position in the Eastern Conference
1: um the bigot to me i mean as much as players have the onus upon themselves to get into shape stay in shape and, and to, to work towards all of this it's really going to be a balancing act for coaches because you can't bring guys back to get them into peak shape quickly you also risk a lot of injury i mean i i would assume that coming out of this in the first week maybe two you might have a, a little bit of a rash of injuries for guys that just weren't in shape or tried to come back too quickly wouldn't you agree
2: I would, I would. Keep in mind that most of these guys have never had this much time off without playing competitive basketball. In fact, I think Chris Middleston said that, um, you know, it's been a couple months or it was a couple months, uh, you know, before he could play with a hoop and get a court and, you know, get in rhythm, get some shots up. And, um, you know, they, unless these guys have had a serious injury in the past, um, you know, they're not used to going really any significant amount of time. Most of the best players I know, they, you know, if they take a week off in the off season in, in July or something, that seems like a lot. So uh, it, it is a new frontier, Bill. I, I think, again, it does benefit the favorites, uh, the Bucks and Lakers in particular, um, because there's no pressure on them in the eight seeding games. They can use that as a tune-up. Uh, Mike Budenholzer can tinker, tinker with different lineup combinations and, um, ramp up or scale down minutes based on you know, what he thinks each individual player needs. They are going to be a heavy favorite in the first round. And in fact, you know, one of the most overwhelming favorites, I think, in, in NBA playoff history um, you know, against the eight-seed in the Eastern Conference, whether that's uh, Brooklyn or Washington. So um, Milwaukee has a long runway and, and look, there's no perfect solutions. A guy can pull a hamstring or you know, have some other injury at, at any time, um, but I, I think the Bucks, relative to the rest of the league, are in very good shape heading to Orlando.
1: Does this, because of his experience in dealing with a a strike-shortened season under Popovich, does this bode well for Budenholzer and the fact that he's had a little bit of this before? He's he's been through a a, not nothing, you know, like this. Nobody has, but at least been through a shortened season, a strike-shortened season, to where he can say, okay, I've got at least a familiarity to draw off of.
2: I think, uh, look, I think Mike Budenholzer's done the best job of any coach in the league since he arrived in Milwaukee two years ago. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big fan, personally and professionally. Um, so, I, you know, one of the things he does, Bill, is, as you know and your listeners know, is that he's very cautious about playing guys too many minutes, especially in the regular season. Uh, if you look up and down their, their roster in the minute totals, they only have two guys uh, who played more than 30 minutes, and, and, and they were, you know, the two best players in the Bucks. that did a combo, and, and Middleton played, you know, 30, just over 30 minutes, and then, so there's really balance, and, and and that's something that Mike Budenholzer has done as the head coach of the Hawks as well. If you look at the bench, he really relies on the bench. He plays the bench. He balances the minutes. So I I think um, that's the way he's used to coaching. I I think that will be more of an adjustment for other guys, uh, Bill, than it will be for Mike Budenholzer because that's what he's done his entire career as a head coach.
1: How tough is it going to be for for a coach to keep – once you're in the bubble, I mean, you're in the bubble, uh, but guys have habits and they're talking about good habits such as social distancing and such, but bad habits such as guys want to get together, guys want to do things, you want to act almost invincible. It's hard to, you know, tell some of these young guys. Is it up to the veterans to say, Hey, we're here for a particular reason and we got to keep it smart? I think it is,
2: Bill, and I, I don't think that will be a problem on a team like Milwaukee or the other contending teams. I think they'll take it seriously. Uh, I, I'd be more concerned about the teams on the, on the periphery, especially uh, teams, you know, on the Western Conference that they're bringing 13 teams. Uh, only eight are going to make the playoffs, obviously, and uh, there may be a ninth in a, in a play-in scenario. Um, so I, I would worry more about that grouping. I, I think the, the contending teams will take it um, seriously. And, and, and basically what the league has done, Bill, is they said, look, we, we can't hold anybody in, uh, you know, inside the walls of the bubble. we can't force anybody to stay but if you leave the campus and we find out about it the penalties are going to be so significant that uh, my guess is that when the players get down there maybe this is a, uh, my hope as well that when they get down there and look around say you know what uh, I'd love to go out to a restaurant or you know go out and have some fun at night but it's not worth it it would be too detrimental to, to myself personally and my team uh, so I'm just going to stay here and it seems like the NBA is going to do a lot of things uh, in terms of bringing entertainment into the, into the bubble having golf available or you know table tennis or whatever it is it seems like the nba has gone above and beyond to try to make the environment in orlando as comfortable as possible for the players and staff
1: ryan it's great to talk to you again i certainly appreciate your time it's going to get interesting as everybody starts to head to orlando and we will talk again soon okay
2: thanks thanks for having me on bill appreciate it thanks so
1: much ryan appreciate it ryan mcdonough former nba gm radio.com sports nba insider joining us on the schneider orange hotline schneider hiring drivers right now You work hard, they treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been doing it. Call them 844 pride to go to schneiderjobs.com. And don't forget, he is brought to you by the Dell Technology Small Business Podference, the podcast series available at radio.com slash dell. That is at radio.com slash dell.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.